Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome in to Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering the world of news and topics we find interesting. Here we go, Adam. Big news of the week, the Derek Carr contract. I want to break it down with you uh, several different ways. Um, this uh, three-year extension for $121 uh, million for Derek Carr. Um, first of all, we've both reported in terms of what's guaranteed. Uh, it's pretty much a one-year guarantee with the money. Um, I know the answer to this, but I want to get your thoughts because I want to ask you how much you think this contract puts into faith that the team actually has in Derek Carr. So give the reasons in your mind why the team wanted this deal and, and beyond just the guaranteed money. What does this mean? Do you think that they think about Derek Carr that they would give themselves an out after just one year? Well, I mean, I think I don't want to think want to make it directly maybe about Derek Carr. I think maybe it's any new administration that comes in and, and, you know, wants to evaluate what they have and wants to see where they are. And um, I, I think it's a, a really good opportunity for a new regime to say, okay, we're not going to make, cause we've talked for how many times here and saying, Hey, look, the, the contract Derek Carr is on is really good for the team. It's really bad for Derek Carr. Like he can't, he can't allow this to be the deal that he plays on. So he couldn't play on the old deal, but this new deal really doesn't change a whole lot. It gives them a little bit more money this year. And it it gives the the team some security knowing that if it doesn't work out with Derek Carr this season, and if they don't get along and they don't like him and for whatever reason they don't gel, and that could that might not be because of Carr. It might just be they don't gel. Their personalities don't click. They don't, you know, they don't make it all work out, that they can still get out after one year. So um I, I don't think it necessarily says anything about their faith in him um, or what they think of him right now. It's, Hey, we've given you everything you could possibly need to succeed this year. Um, All the things in the past that, you know, people have said, well, sure. Derek Carr hasn't taken them to, you know, deep in the playoffs, but they haven't had a great defense. They haven't had, you know, great weapons, a great game, all these other things. Like none of that is existing, existing anymore. So, it's, it's, it's all in this year. So basically what they did is said, all right, he was on a one-year deal. He's still on a one-year deal, but it's a little bit more money. And he does have these rewards built in so that if he does play really well and he does live up to expectations and things do work out this year, then he has that security knowing, all right, well, they're not going to cut me if I have a really good year. And then those, those guarantees kick in after this year. Um, so it's, it's incredibly team friendly. But it also does allow Derek Carr to, to come out there and say, well, at least I have that security knowing if I play well, I'm going to get all this guaranteed money. And um, that's on the back end of this. Uh, so it's it's the same contract that was before, um, really with just with just a, a nice escalator bonus if you play really well this year. Yeah, I just uh, I saw it and I really questioned their long term belief in him for some reason. I said, you know what? You know, and and I know he's saying, hey, 
Um, I took less money um, so they could sign other people. I mean, it's a lot, lot less money. It's not, you know, I don't think it's Tom Brady less money, um, but I, I think it's a lot, lot less money. And I just, I wondered if it at all meant, because, you know, what it took a long, you know, it took somewhat long time to get here, but not totally long. They could have gone into the summer like a lot of contracts do, but I just looked at it. And for some reason I thought, man, do they really think he's the guy after meeting with him, after, you know, seeing him, obviously watching film? I'm sure they knew a lot about him coming in. He's a top 10, 12 quarterback in the league. I just really thought, did Ziegler and McDaniels believe he's the guy or did they need an out in case it didn't work out with him, you know, results wise? Yeah. I mean, I think it could be both in that, you know, they could have just moved on. Right. I mean, if they didn't believe in him at all, they could have, they could have gotten out. There were so many quarterbacks available. They didn't really seem to make a move for them. There are quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, there are, there were options out there and we saw a bunch of teams take advantage of those options. We saw, you know, the, the Colts went and got a new quarterback and, and the Broncos went and got a new quarterback and, um, you know, teams made moves to get quarterbacks. So there were quarterbacks available and the, the Raiders weren't really in that market. So they believe in him enough to, to go to war with him this year and to say, that's our guy for this year. And we're going to build around him for this year. Um, but certainly they weren't going to commit to, you know, a three, four or five year guaranteed deal. One, because of age. I mean, I think that was, that's pretty clear Two, because he hasn't, you know, show, he's shown that he can be a really good quarterback but not elite quarterback necessarily. And three, I think it is the fact that they're new, right? I mean, you haven't been through the rigors of a season. You haven't, you know, you haven't seen how you guys click. And this could be not necessarily a lack of belief in Derek Carr, just more of a, you know, sometimes things don't work out between people and um, in the heat of the battle when it's a, you know, it's going to be a fourth down in the, in the fourth quarter of a game that's really important to the playoff chances are you guys on the same page? Do you, do you deal with things the same way? Do you handle stress the same way? Um, you know, the, the, sometimes those things just don't click. Uh, even if it's a really capable quarterback and a really capable coach, sometimes they don't, you know, they're just not you know on the same page. So um, I, I think it, it's more, you know, it, it's, it's certainly flexibility for the team. It's, it's incredibly team friendly. I don't think there's any question, you know, the team, uh, got the better end of this deal from a, from a contract perspective, no doubt about it. Um, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean they don't believe in him. Um, it's just, it's, it's a way to say, Hey, we've got this one year to try to figure out how we all work together and, and how it all clicks. And, and again, if, if Derek Carr plays to the level, he believes he's going to play and you know, there's, there's no reason to think necessarily that he wouldn't with all the, all the weapons he has in place. And the fact that he has his best friend in the world to throw passes to who happens to be uh, the best receiver in the NFL. Um, if it works out, then you know the contract does become pretty good for Derek Carr. I mean, gets that guaranteed deal next year for mid thirties and then into the forties, two years down the road, which listen, I'm, I'm fully confident that they would renegotiate this deal after the first year. Like, I don't think he'd play on this contract for two more years. I think they'd redo it. If it all works out, they'd give him guaranteed money after this year, I think. But it does give them that one year to say, okay, if, if it doesn't all work out, either you don't play well or we don't click for some reason, we can move on from it. So um, it's certainly not, you know, what was reported, right? You know, the first couple of weeks of this, of, hey, these guys are fully all in on Derek Carr. This is why the 
Um, some of those kind of things are, are complete nonsense. Now, when you look at them and you say, well, that's silly, that's not true. Um, clearly if that was the case, they would have given him a different contract. Uh, but at the same time, like this is, it's, it is a little bit of a, you know, just a nod to Derek to say, okay, you can, you can come out and make this big announcement and say, you got this big contract and this big extension and you've got the full belief of the team, but everybody knows when you dig deep, that's not really the case here. It's a one-year deal. All right. Let's go to the other side of it. Um, I know you asked Derek Carr at his press conference because he had said before, you know, he doesn't want to play for anyone. The Raiders, he had the quote the other day. Uh, I told my agent it's the Raiders or I'm going to go play golf. Um, let me put it to you this way. Uh, why would Derek Carr sign this deal? It's a great question. Um, I, you know, again, I think it's, it is a little bit more money this year, right? He got a couple more million dollars. So there, there's that. Um, what was the alternative? We don't really know. Like it was the alter if the alternative was, we're not just going to, we just won't give you an extension then. Yeah. You're playing on, you're playing on this year. Go ahead. You'll play on this year. Go ahead. Well, that wouldn't make any sense because um, he got a, he did get a couple of things out of this one. He got, you know, a no trade clause, which doesn't make, doesn't really matter because no. if they wanted to trade him, they would just tell him they trade him. He'd pick where he wants to go. And you know, the, 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 the no trade doesn't really matter that much. Uh, but he did get a couple more million dollars out of this. So if he was going to play on this, co- on the old contract for one year for $19 million, well, now he's going to play for one year for mid twenties. I mean, that that's a pretty significant pay raise for one year. So if, if the alternative was no contract, well, this looks pretty good in that regard. And he gets a $40 million injury guarantee out of this. So if he plays this year, and then gets hurt. That's, you know, $40 million. If his career kind of ends or uh, however that would work out. You know, in this case, he, he has that, that security to say if he does get hurt, he'll still get paid. So that's a little bit better than just playing on a one-year deal, too. Um, and, and I think it, it's it's kind of window dressing in a, in a way of, you know, you can come out and you can say, hey, look, my team believes in me. They give me a $120 million contract. Even though we know it's not really $120 million contract, he can at least have that kind of victory lap about it. Uh, yeah, he, so, can have, he can have the press conference with the family there. Yeah, and he so he did get more money. I mean, I think that's, that's the yeah. key thing to take away. He did get more money for this year. He got a signing bonus and he got a, a higher salary for the season. So that is one part of it. Um, if he was a free agent, he could have probably got a better contract somewhere else. But if the option was playing on the old contract or taking this, like this was a much better alternative. It's just not the long-term commitment that it was first seen as. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. He, he look, things are going to have to really bad and he's going to have to play really, really poorly for this not to go into the second year. Um, essentially, there is a bunch of one year deals here. But I mean, do you agree? It would take something extraordinary for him not to get to the second year of, thing, of anything. I know they have the out. I know they have the ability to move on or, or trade him. But we're talking about a team that have to probably be, I don't know, six and 11, seven and 10 and him not play well. And I, I don't know if that's possible. Now, the record because of the division they're in. Could be, you know, in the eight, nine, nine, eight range and him still play really well and then still stay with him, which I think could be more the case than not. Um, but would you agree? I mean, this they have the out, but I think it's going to take something extraordinary for them not to continue on with him after this year. Um, I guess I will push back on that and say, I don't know if that's the case. So I, I think 
Yes, certainly if he played really terribly and it just went really ugly for the Raiders this year, then they'd move on from him for sure. But I don't think it would take an extraordinary circumstance for them to not, you know, to not keep him around next year. I think in that scenario you just mentioned, if you're, you know, if you go nine and eight, he, he plays really, really well, but the defense you know, isn't great. And you look around at the rest of the division and Pat Mahomes doesn't take a step back like a lot of people think he might with no Tyreek Hill. Um, if Justin Herbert takes a step forward and the Chargers are amazing. And if Russell Wilson looks good with the Broncos um, and they have a great year and the Raiders offense looks great. Car plays very well. Everything goes well, but you still finish in fourth place. I think there's a decision to be made of is it time to rebuild at that point? Like, why would you if you play really well? the quarterback the offense plays really well it's still not enough you still finish behind all these other teams that aren't going anywhere for the next three or four years then wouldn't that then tell you like why are we going to keep doing this why are we going to keep investing all this money in a quarterback to try to win right now when it's not probably going to happen now i'm not saying that's that's how it's going to play out like the raiders should be right in the mix. They should be able to, you know, potentially compete for the division title, even though the division is really good. But if every, if a lot of things go well and they're still not able to push for a title and they're still in fourth place, well, at that point, I, I would say it might be time to move on, even if Carr plays well. All right. So you're not buying into this is a three year deal with him, Devontae Adams, and they're going to see what's going to happen over three years. This is this is a one year contract. I don't. I, and even like I said, even if if he stays around next year, which I think if you want to put odds on it, I would say it's probably what, 60 percent that he stays around after the first year. Right. I think that's probably the right number. Um, it's not going to be on this contract. Like if he stays around, they're going to renegotiate the contract and they'll do a, a an actual extension with, you know, actual guaranteed money. Um, I, I think that this is a one year deal, no matter how you look at it, even if he's here, it's going to be on a new deal. Uh, real quick, before we get to something off Raiders, um, I want to get you. I Someone asked me the other day to grade their off season um, so far because it's before the draft. And I know you're doing your mock drafts each week for the newspaper. I stood on a B because I still don't think they've done anything with the offensive line to make it any better. And I don't know how it can be any better than that, given we're not sure what this offensive line is going to, you know, going to work out to be. Where would you stand on how they've done in the offseason? Well, let's see. That is, that is tricky. Um, I, I would say I was thinking more B plus. Um, because they did go get like, listen, this is a team that has been putting all kinds of resources into finding a number one receiver. And for several different reasons, it, it hasn't worked out, you know, rugs may have at some point, but we know what happened there. Um, they said, okay, we're going to go get not only a number one, the number one guy, they somehow found a way to not only, you know, improve the pass rush that was already really good, but also take the guy from last year that was really good and turn it into a corner and, and rock yes in who's pretty good too, to help your secondary. Now that doesn't improve the secondary necessarily because you also lose uh, Hayward, who was so important for them last year. Um, I feel like they've gotten maybe a little bit better defensively. They should have gotten significantly better offensively. And yeah, some of the problems like depth in the secondary um, linebacking depth to uh, offensive line. Some of those things are probably not going to be any better, uh, but I think that they did a good job building, you know, an organization. I think that was part of the off season. Um, and, and finding a guy in Ziegler, who I think is going to be a good GM, McDaniels in his second chance, who was selective and taking a second job. I think you have to include the, their hires in the in the offseason. 
And I'm going to, I'm going to say they did a pretty good job there. We don't know because they haven't played yet, but I think what they've done so far has been pretty good. So uh, I, I'm almost at an A. I'll, I'll stay at B plus because of some of the things that you mentioned as well, offensive line certainly being one of them. Um, but I, you know, I think they've done a, a fairly decent job. Now, my, my thought for the off season, as we said, is I thought they should have started rebuilding. Uh, I thought, I thought they should have gone the other direction. Um, but I, I think if you were going to try to go all in and win, they've done a pretty good job of that. And, and and I think you have to give them a pretty good grade. All right. Good stuff there. I want to ask you something before we uh, sign off here. Um, I, it's actually non, well, it's somewhat football related because I asked uh golden Knights coach Pete DeBoer this, and I know this ev- evaluates to all sports, but I want to see how crazy you are. I'm not so sure you are. The Knights right now are in a mode of scoreboard watching, obviously, because they're trying to make the playoffs. They're watching all these other teams. Uh, DeBoer said he refreshes his phone a million times a day and watching scores. But if the score is not going his way, he'll turn his phone off till the game's over. I myself will fast forward games while squinting through my eyes to see if I can see the score. Um, if, if my favorite team is losing, I need to squint just to see if I can see something good happening. Uh, I also refresh by pushing the buttons. Does this all seem weird to you? Are you a scoreboard watcher and a refresher, or do you just kind of be a normal person and watch games? Um, well, I don't do, do do with the weird rewinding and trying to watch through the fast forwarding yeah. and that kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> um, I do, I do obsessively watch um, games and things like that. I mean, well, first of all, the setup that I've got going on right now, which is just maybe I'll, I'll transition a little bit by, by saying, no, I don't do weird things. I do watch a ton of great games. Um, yesterday I had three TVs, a phone, a tablet, and two computers going. Oh, um, cause there was a lot of games on, but it's also, I, I posted it last night and I know you're not a, uh, an Instagram guy, so you no, probably didn't see it. Not an Insta guy. So I had, I was watching film on, on some of the draft prospects. I'm trying to do a bunch of mock drafts and trying to get ready for our draft coverage. And I want to be as, as well informed as I possibly can. So I had, and I, I took the, the phone out of it because I wanted to take the picture, but I was watching film on three different draft prospects at a time yesterday. Um, I had uh, the computer, the laptop and the phone. And then over the other out of, out of the picture, there was the, uh, the golden Knights game was going on and the Dallas stars game, which, you know, for people that don't follow the Knights, cause this is Raiders show, but, um, they're, they're hoping some other teams lose. So I had the Knights game and the stars game. And then, um, I had some on my tablet MLB TV, just kind of going back and forth between some of the games. Um, it was crazy. And I got to the point yesterday I think, and this is, this is just sad more than anything. Um, I think I was in the chair for at one point, like 11 straight hours. Oh no. Oh no. You didn't, you didn't move out of the chair. My neck just started like throbbing in pain. And I was like, I, I'm just, I'm locked in on all these, on all these screens. This is insane. But the, the amount of film I'm watching on prospects is just nuts. Um, and, and by the way, the Raiders don't even have a first round pick. So it's like you're digging deep and trying to find some guys late, but you're also trying to watch all the first round guys to be ready. Uh, as I said, for our draft coverage on our mock drafts. So um, I'm a lunatic about watching things, uh, but I don't watch them in a weird manner. Like you do. That's I, I've seen you do it and I don't understand it where <laughs> and I'll just give it away. You didn't say it, but you're talking about the Dodgers and you'll, it'll be like, you, you won't see the score. So you don't know what the score is, but it'll be the sixth inning of the game. And you'll have it recorded and then you'll start watching it and start fast forwarding. it. as you said, try to like squint through the squiggly lines. Yes. And yes. if they're losing, you don't want to watch it. Right. 
Right. So, exactly. so it's like, oh, if they're if you're fast forwarding and they're up two nothing, you're like, oh, okay, what's going on here? I'll watch this. First of all, that's the most front running thing I've ever heard. Uh, watch passion. the game through the passion losses. For, it's passion and loyalty for your team. Well, sure, watch the game through the losses though too. No, I, 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 I well, I well, losses. I mean, I watch it through the losses. It's just fast forwarding very fast. I mean, I just don't see anything. I've got the eyes squinted. I've got the eyes closed. It, I mean. You also do that uh, because you would always cheer for the roadrunner against Wiley Coyote, obviously, because <laughs> it's a completely unfair matchup. So you love watching the unfair advantage team. Uh, so you you love it. Um, but yeah, you you watch. You're insane how you watch it. Um, I get the Pete DeBoer thing. Like you're, you know, you're watching the scores and trying to see if the teams around you are losing. But if they're not, then you get all mad and just kind of shut it off or refresh it and hope for a better result. I get that. Um, so I, I have some little it, uh, idiosyncrasies, but mostly I'm just watching so many screens. It's nuts. The, the war room right now is completely insane. 11 straight hours in the same chair. Dude, my neck hurts so bad. Oh, it was my God. Awful. awful. Are you getting up to use the restroom at all? I was gonna, yeah, not, great question. Not, not, that's correct. No, not, well, first of all, I didn't get up to get a drink, so I didn't really have to use the restroom. Um, but that's when I finally was like, I got up and I was like, man, what time is it? And I looked and I was like, oh, no. And then I realized my neck was in so much pain because I finally moved it like to look at the clock. <laughs> and I said, oh no. So I got up, I went for a walk actually listened. I mean, this is the most ridiculous part. I went for a walk and listened to the, uh, the Daniel Jeremiah uh, mock draft first round. So I can, I can kind of get caught up with what he was thinking. Um, and, and did that on my walk. So even, I didn't really get away from it, even though I, I went for a walk for a while. Uh, but then I came home, I finally got some water and then, uh, yes, finally, uh, Finally had to use the restroom after almost 12 hours. That's that's what a lot of my days are going to look like between now and draft day. So have fun. It'll be great. Well, you're, uh, tell the people when your next mock draft is in the newspaper. So it's coming out. Today. Um, I'll say this too, because there is you know a lot of people have criticisms of each one. I do everyone individually, and some of them do look a lot differently, right? So I go through the exercise of um, actually doing the mock drafts and actually sitting there um, setting, running the program that does the mock drafts and just really thinking about if I'm that team and I'm in that position, what might they do? Um, and not necessarily what I would do, but what might they do? And sometimes things get a little weird. Like in this, in this mock draft, um, Evan Neal, who I think is a really, really good tackle from Alabama athletic freak does a lot. Well, um, I think could probably step in and, and start for day one. I think he's the second best tackle in the draft. But he fell all the way to like 13. And as I did it, I was like, man, that's, that doesn't make much sense. Like, I, I don't think he's going to fall to 13. I think he's going to be top seven at worst. But, you know, it's just how it played out. So it just a little bit it looks a little bit differently than the first two versions of the mock draft. And, um, you know, we'll have our fourth one right before the actual draft here. And that'll be the, you know, really, really kind of uh, ironing down and trying to figure it all out. But. Um, yeah, this one looks a little bit differently than the first two did, and uh, I'm sure the fourth one will look even diff- even more different. But I'm not I'm not trying to use my previous projections to to play out this one. I'm doing everyone as an individual exercise. Well, keep an eye out for that in Sunday's Review Journal. Start squinting when you watch games. Fast forward; it's the only way to watch it. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and. 
presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.